This is the anthem. Here's what you came for. This is the moment. Magic was made for. Hello there. Welcome back to Fanfatals. Take a ride with us on the Hogwarts Express. Walk down Main Street with our best super pals. And defy gravity as we talk about all things fandom. Welcome back to Fanfit House, a member of the Real Fans Podcast Network. I'm Emma. And I'm Gabby. And today we're going to talk about uh, the Disney Tales versus the original Tales. So we're going to like compare and contrast and kind of just like yes. chat about the original, chat about the new one, yeah. you know, what they changed, what they kept. Yeah. Um, and we're specifically doing the princesses. Yeah. Specifically like the princess franchise. Princess um, franchise plus Frozen, because as we all know, Frozen's not part of it because they make more money than the Princess yeah. franchise alone. Because they outrank the Princess franchise on their own. Yeah. Um. So the only thing is that, like, we're going to cover all of them, except for we couldn't find information for Merida or Mo- Moana, like a story that they were based off specifically. Mm-hmm. Um. Both of them were, like, original tales, but based off of kind of, like, local legends and like the people and like just kind of yeah like especially moana was based off of like polynesian people and like merida's story and like the wisps is like definitely like a myth in scotland but it's not like merida herself or like mordu the bear like that wasn't like part of it it's like people see like like, maui was true to polynesian mythology yeah maui is and like and 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 tafiti and all them yeah, they were, like, based off of, like, mythology, but, like, the story of Moana herself, not really. Like, it was yeah. based off of a bunch of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. And we put them in, like, chronological order of, like, when <coughs> Disney films came out. Yes. So, shall we start with our first princess? Yeah. So, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, which is based on... Um, the one that we found was Brothers Grimm, which was from yes. 1812. Um, same yes. name, Snow and, White and the Seven Dwarfs. Yeah, and Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs came out in 1927. Yes. Um, I think so. I know that... No, I can't remember. I know that Disney, like, messed up dates on some of their Disney 100 signs that they have at Disneyland of, like, dates of, like, when things came out. And people have been... I was way off. I was off by 10 years, 37, not 27. <laughs> We're doing great already. Hey, I knew it ended in a seven. Hey, there you go. But I think the Disney sign I saw said 1927 that they accidentally put up for the Disney 100 and not 37 for Snow White. I know that they got Snow White. I think you're right. I think I saw a lot of things being advertised as like 27 and like I was like, that's not. Yeah. 
Right. Yeah, that that was a fun thing that they did for the Disney 100 celebration that's, like, only in Disneyland for whatever reason. Yeah. But anyway, back okay, to I Snow White. Oh. Yeah, we were right. It is Cinderella, then Sleeping Beauty. Cinderella's okay. 50, Sleeping Beauty's 59. Okay. So, let's get back to Snow White. So... Um, since the beginning, Disney borrowed tales from Brothers Grimm. You'll see that trend as we go along through the princesses. Mm -hmm. Um, and it is based on the 1812 fairy tale, Snow White. And they kept most of the defining elements of the original story, but made some significant changes. In the original tale, Snow White is younger and doesn't meet the prince before she's given the apple. And the hunter brings back to the queen the lungs and liver of an animal, as opposed to a heart, which the queen then eats. Ugh. Yeah. Um, Snow White does I think that's a little morbid to put in a kid's movie, and then an animated movie, so like... Especially because she thinks that it's Snow White? Yeah. I think, good call, Disney, cutting that part out. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. Um... But Snow White doesn't get awoken after being kissed by the prince. Instead, the prince takes her to his father's castle to give her a proper resting place. But while she's being transported, one of the servants trips and loses his balance, dislodging a piece of poison apple from Snow White's throat, thus reviving her. I hate that! <laughs> I hate that so much! Yeah, it's creepy. I actually hate that. That's awful. The whole thing. All yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, the prince then proposes to her and she accepts. And the queen later learns that there's still some fairer than her who is now the prince's bride and visits the wedding to investigate. Once there and recognized by Snow White, the prince orders the queen to wear a pair of red hot iron slippers and to dance in them until she drops dead. That is also very morbid. Yeah. Although the dwarves pushing her off a off a cliff is pretty morbid yeah, too. Yeah. So. And also, like, notice how the dwarves aren't like in this at all. At all. Where? Yeah. Where are they? Come on, buds. They must be like a different Brothers Grimm story that they just combined. No, because I've read it, the OG mm. Brothers Grimm, and they were in it, but they weren't even named. Like Disney gave them the name. This is true. Disney did give them the names and their little personalities and made them a much more prominent part of the story. Yeah. I do remember watching, like, a documentary about that. Yeah. Um, but they also added Dopey. Yeah. That, like, he was, like, never a part of it. He, he was just, like, a regular dwarf before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I remember, and it was, like, almost like the festival in Into the Woods where, like, she came, like, three different times and tried three different things to kill snow white before settling huh. on the apple huh she tried like i mean a corset or something else too okay facts though corsets painful yeah um i know i do remember like she kind of does in the disney tale she does oh. it twice i mean she has the hunter do it and then yeah. she goes and does it but I'm talking about her going three times. Yeah. Besides the hunter. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, yeah. Really dark story. Yeah. Really, really, really sad. Yeah. I mean, the next one isn't 
too much better on the Brothers Grimm side. I mean, we have two different stories that, like, she, um, she's based on, but... Yeah, but also, we kind of are already prepped for the Cinderella one because of Into, Into the, the Woods. Woods. <laughs> yeah. At least on the Brothers Grimm side. Yeah. So, like, getting into it... Um, yeah. So Cinderella came out in 1950 um, from Disney, uh, and it's based off of the story The Little Glass Slipper, um, yes. at least is, as far as Brothers Grimm. Um, there's also the original tale, which is Cinderella um, by Charles Perrault. Perrault? I'm going to go with Perrault because yeah, he's French. He's, yeah, I was about to say, I think he's French, which is why she's at um, Epcot, or France at Epcot. Yeah. And the original story in French is, French people don't come for me, or people who speak French, is a cinderon ou la petite pantoufle de verre, which I'm pretty sure means Cinderella in the little glass shoe. Yep. It literally says hey! the little glass slipper, so it's probably Cinderella and the little glass slipper. Hey! There you go. Yeah. So, yeah, um, Perot's story goes pretty much like Disney's version, only she goes to two balls instead of one. And the second one is where she loses her glass slipper, similar to Into the Woods. Um, And when it's revealed she's the girl from the ball, her stepfamily pleads for forgiveness and she agrees. Yes. Which is a lot nicer ending than the Brothers Grimm one where their eyes are pecked out. Yes. So um, there is the other version, right, Brothers Grimm, which is – you know, as expected, it's it's pretty dark. Um, yeah. So Gr- Brothers Grimm made a lot of changes, such as having golden slippers rather than glass slippers. Which we've seen um, into but the, the biggest one, yeah, <laughs> right. Um, but the biggest one is, like I said, Cinderella's doves pluck her stepsister's eyes out as punishment for what they did to her. By oh, also trying to get into the slipper, one sister cuts off her toe. Yes. The other one cuts off her heel. Yes. And then. One, the one who cuts off her heel actually gets away with it, and it's not until he realizes that the blood is dripping down her foot that they turn around and take her back and are like, this yeah. isn't right. And then she, like, passes out from blood loss, and then her eyes get picked out by birds. So, like... Not a great thing <laughs> for her. I mean, like, honestly, that's what she gets. Yeah. She, des- she deserves exactly what was coming to her. Yeah. So, Yeah. Also, like, if you've ever seen Into the Woods, it's basically the same. Yeah. So, our next princess is Miss Sleeping Beauty, Miss Aurora herself, which is also based on two different fairy tales that I could find. Interesting. Yeah. Um, she came out in 1959, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, the first one is also by Charles which is based on a classic fairy tale by an unknown author. So in his version, there are seven fairies, including an evil one, instead of three, and the princess isn't forced to leave the castle after she's cursed. A hundred years pass before a prince um, spies the castle, hidden among trees, brambles, and thorns, and once inside the princess's chambers, he's struck by her beauty and breaks the enchantment with a kiss. The princess and the rest of the castle awaken, and she later marries the prince. The two have children who they keep secret from the prince's mother, who is of ogre lineage. What? What is this Shrek? 
This is the origin story of Shrek. Yes. I, I, what the hell? Like, um, one of these kids is going to become Shrek. Yes. Um, when it's time to meet her, the ogress queen mother orders the cook to prepare the children and young queen for dinner. But the kind-hearted cook replaces them with lamb, goat, and deer. Um, the ogress learns this and prepares a tub with vipers and other creatures, but once the king returns and the ogress nature is exposed, she throws herself into the tub, and the king and young queen are finally able to live happily ever after. What? What? Shall we move over to the... Uh, oh, I do not know how to pronounce this name. Good luck! But this is the earlier, um, another version of the story, which is by Gambatista Bazile? That, sure. That would have been my guess, so. Um, in it, it kind of starts off the same. Bricks her <gasps> finger by a spinning wheel, all that stuff. Um, but the princess is discovered by a wandering king who... Can we even say this? I don't think we should. <laughs> um, who um, gets her pregnant. Yeah. There we go. Without consent. Without consent. Um, yeah. The princess gives birth and to- she And she was still unconscious when it happened. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. That's the, major yikes. The princess gives birth to the twins, one of which who sucks the splinter from her finger, waking her up. I have heard of this one. Yes. I remember hearing that, and I was like, that's a long shot. Yes. <laughs> but, okay. Um, The king's wife, upon <laughs> learning about the princess and the children, orders them to be cooked, but the cook saves them. So, like, neither one okay. were really kid-friendly, and they just both got rid of let's cook the princess slash ogre part of the story. I was just going to say, what the hell is it with both of these stories and trying to cook this girl and her kids? I don't know. What the heck? Oh, dear lord. Yeah, I like, I like, and they lived happily ever after. The end. That's it. No yes. cooking. Yes. Jesus Christ. Yes. Okay. Well, moving yeah. on to one that's Shall also pretty sad. Over to Denmark, right? Yeah. Yeah. This one's also pretty sad, but it's uh, The Little Mermaid, which came out in uh, 1989. And The Little Mermaid was also... Sorry. <laughs> Uh, so The Little Mermaid was written by Hans Christian Andersen, mm-hmm. and the title was the same. It was The Little yeah. Mermaid. Um, but it's vastly different. It is, like, extremely different. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, the idea is kind of the same. Like, the inciting incident is the same, and everything from there is completely different. Yes. <laughs> so... Everything before it and everything after it is different, but the main idea is kind of the same. So um, the movie follows, right? The movie uh, 
follows Ariel, falls in love with the prince, Eric, and then she asks Ursula to give her legs, and then she does, and Ursula's yeah. really nice because they made her match. She could have given her, like, freaking chicken legs. Like, I know, right? She gave her, like, nice human legs that matched her skin tone. Like, okay. Um, so, yeah. anyway. Also, in the original one, none of them are really named. No. It's like no. the Little Mermaid, the witch, the prince. Yeah. Yeah. So, in the original fairy tale, the mermaid is warned by the witch that she will never be able to return to the sea. Um, And while she she will be able to dance and walk, she will constantly feel as if she's walking on sharp knives and bleed constantly. And in addition to not talking, um, as the little mermaid has to give her her tongue and her voice. So, she, like, cuts her tongue off, gives her her voice, and every time she takes a step, she feels like she's walking on glass and knives. Yeah. Fun, right? Yeah. Um, that's the only thing that's similar is that the witch actually gives her legs. <laughs> that's it. Um, so the mermaid will also obtain a soul if she gets the prince to marry, to love her and marry her. Again, very similar, kind of. Um, but if she doesn't achieve that, she will die of a broken heart and turn into sea foam. Mm-hmm. The prince ends up marrying another princess. Um, and the mermaid's sisters bring her a dagger from the witch given to them in exchange for their hair. Yeah. So now they're all freaking bald, bringing their one sister a dagger so she can stab herself. Um, yeah, so she kills the prince. Yeah. And uh, it, like, goes all over her feet and then she becomes a mermaid again. Yeah. That's the idea. That's the idea. So, like, she doesn't actually do that. That's, like, no. that's like what she's supposed to do. Yes. She doesn't. She doesn't want to kill the prince. She's like, but I love him. And so, as, like, the sun is rising, um, she throws the dagger and herself into the water, and she turns into seafoam, but also a daughter of the air, who, after doing good deeds, finally, like, raises up to heaven after 300 years. Like, the ending is so just, like, what? Yeah. I... I don't know. It's, it's a lot it's, of these are wild. It's wild. It's the, wild, man. The next one doesn't really change much, except for the addition of a like new um, villain. Yeah. Just, just, yeah. Can we just like, can we just like take take a second to be like, hold on. She turns into sea foam, but then she can like go up to heaven after 300 years after doing good deeds how how can you do good deeds when you're freaking foam like what what do you do like return people their keys that they dropped in the ocean i don't know also i don't know fun fact with hans christian anderson his name inspired four frozen characters names and we'll get there uh, we'll get there we're not at frozen yet true he also wrote frozen story too yeah, that's right. I kind of forgot about that. Yeah. So save that one because I know that fact and it's a good one. Yeah. Um. So the next one is my princess, Miss Belle, um, which Beauty and the Beast is based on the fairy tale of the same name by Jean-Marie Le Prince de Beaumont who actually shortened and rewrote the story by Gabrielle Suzanne Barbeau de Villeneuve. 
Yeah, I think so. V- Vill- Villeneuve? Villeneuve? I don't know. I don't know. Um, it's but, French. We don't speak French. Yeah. Um, in Belmont's, in, in Beaumont's version, Belle has five siblings, and when she arrives at the Beast Castle, she is informed that she is um, a mistress there, so the Beast will obey her. She returns home for a week, and her sisters plan to keep her there for longer in order to anger the Beast and have him eat Belle. She later returns to the castle and finds him dying, so she restores him to life. There are live objects around the castle, though not exactly as cheerful and helpful as those in the Disney tale, and Belle is also kind, well-read, and pure of heart. So really, they take the five sisters and, and make put it them Gaston. all into Gaston? Yes. Hold on, but... Why would you want the beast to eat your sister? I think they were jealous of her because she's the she was still the prettiest one in town. Her name was still Beauty. Uh, wait, hold on. We didn't say what year this movie came out. It's like 91, right? Yeah, 91. 1991. Yeah, so that one is weird. Yeah. Also, like, in the books, they never kind of specify what the beast looks like. They just say he's, like, a monster. Yeah. And then, like, in the Disney movie, they actually, like... Made him Made him. Yeah, because I'm sure, because, what, this story probably came out right, like... With... I don't even know when, but let's just say, like, around the time Like, 1800s. Yeah, like, around the time of Phantom of the Opera was what I was going to say by whoever wrote that. Also friends. Yeah. So I could see them both being, like, the same type of monster. Yeah. Where it's not, like, like an actual monster, but it's... Like a person who's just ugly. Yeah. Or, like, massively scarred. Yeah. Which I was always like, how is that, how is that a monster? I mean, 1800s logic, right? Yeah. But, like, still a person, man. Mm -hmm. They're not just because... Just because they don't look the same. You it's know. the same thing as Quasimodo, another French story. I know. See? See? What is it with the French people? <laughs> They're like, everybody must be beautiful or else we call you a monster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because what? Um, Hunchback was by Victor Hugo. Yeah. I don't know who wrote Phantom. Mm. But, like, think about a lot of the monsters from, like, the 1800s time. Like, we get yeah. Frankenstein's monsters. Frankenstein. They're all just, like, deformed. Yeah, Frankenstein, people. Dracula, the werewolf. So, Phantom of the Opera, the book, was published in 1909, and it was by author Gaston Leroux. Maybe that's why they made Gaston's name in Beauty and the Beast Gaston. Maybe. Probably not, but... <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, I'm reading his, like, history behind the novel that came up as soon as I typed in Phantom of the Opera. And he was that's originally funny. going to be a lawyer, but after spending his inheritance gambling, he became a reporter. That's, like, backwards. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So shall we well, move on to um, 
the first diverse yeah. princess on our list. Woohoo! My girl, Jasmine! Yeah, which came out in 1992, Aladdin. Which, like, why is it named after him? Just saying. No, we know why it is. It's because this movie was actually more targeted towards, like, the male audience. And they wanted to have, like, a fun boy character. Well, and also, in the OG tale, his name was Aladdin. They changed Jasmine's name from the OG tale yeah, it was Princess Bad Rulebador before. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, look, you wrote that in! Yeah. <laughs> I thought you read it from the notes. Oh, no, I knew that one. There, it's Okay, so, like, there's a musical called Disenchanted, not the movie. I forgot about that. Yes. And they can't use Princess Jasmine in that one because it's Disney copyrighted, so they call her... Princess Bad Rulebador in the other one because it's not copyrighted anymore because it's a public domain. Yeah. The original story. Yeah. Um, and something not Disney's. else I find interesting is that the original text that Aladdin came from is from um, the Book of 1001 Nights. And if you know Twisted by um, Yeah. Kid, the main like love song is called 1001 Nights. Yes. And she's Sherazad, who is believed to have written the story. Yeah. Also, two things. Um, in high school, my school did a reading of uh, 1001 Nights, and it was like a 24-hour thing. So yeah. they were up for 24 hours, like from a Friday night to a Saturday night, reading oh. the whole thing. It's like, it's like... It's like something like a thousand pages. It's enormous. I believe it. No, it's an enormous book. It literally took them all of the 24 hours minus like a handful of breaks to do it. Also. I wonder what other stories are in it. I have no idea. Anyway, I'm going to get into this because this is going to take me too long. Um, I was also going to say I also have a, uh, my mom and I have a friend and her name is Shahrazad. Ooh. Yeah. She's very nice. And I love her name. It makes me, like, ugh, it's so pretty. So pretty. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, Aladdin, right? Folktale, like we already said, it wasn't actually a part of the Book of a Thousand and One Nights or Arabian Nights, um, but it is often associated with it, and the tale is varied um, with every retelling. Um, mm-hmm. But the story is, of it, in general, right, the, the mm-hmm. gist of it is it's an impoverished, young ne'er-do-well named Aladdin in a city of China. Yeah, in the original one, it was China. Okay, well, they made it in Agrabah, which is, like, supposed to be, like, if the Middle East and, like... So, I'm looking up the Thousand and One Nights on Wikipedia right now. I'm not obviously going to be able to... Oh, wait, this is probably why. Um, Alibaba and the Forty Thieves is, like, one of the main stories. Yes, yes, Um, yes. But it's Middle Eastern folk tales compiled in Arabic during the Islamic Golden Age. Yes. But the Disney one is like a mix of like Muslim culture and Indian culture. So and what I'm reading like is Middle the Eastern tales, um, their roots back um, have been traced. The tales in the thing have been 
their roots have been traced back to ancient and medieval Arabic, um, Egyptian, Persian, and Mesopotamian literature. Yeah. But Disney's takes place in the mythical land of Agrabah, which is if India and the Middle East had, like, a baby. That's where it would be. Like, right between India and the Middle East. Yeah. Yeah. So... Also, very much inspired, like, you can really tell the Indian influence in um, the new one. Okay, so, um, this this is when Aladdin was put in, is when they translated it into English. Um, they put in the story of Aladdin's Wonderful Lamp and Alibaba and the Forty Thieves, so even that was not in the original one. Got it. So... There we go. History lesson. There we go. So Aladdin is recruited by a sorcerer, in this case Jafar, who wants to help him retrieve an oil lamp from a magic cave. Aladdin is double-crossed by the sorcerer, um, but as he's wearing the latter's magic ring, he rubs it and releases a genie who helps him out of the cave. The lamp consists of a second, more powerful genie released by Aladdin's mother when cleaning it. What?! So, this is going to go into a little bit of that Cautionary Tales book that I got from Mr. Rickley Pearson back in October. Uh Uh-huh. He uses this storyline in that book. Oh. Aladdin's mother was pregnant with him, and she goes into the cave and, like, rubs a lamp. And then, like, that night, she ends up having Aladdin. So, it's a little different. It's a little different. But, like, similar. Yeah. So, so it's the second genie, actually, that helps him become rich, so that way he can marry Princess Bad Rulebador. I mean, I've already said it a handful of times. It makes sense why they were like, hmm, let's just change it to Jasmine. Yeah, can you imagine, like, a three-year-old trying to say... Princess Bad Rulebador? Yeah. Yeah, because I'm not even going to try to say it. Yeah. Jasmine's I mean, much easier. Jasmine's much easier, also, I have to wonder if they named her after the rice. I don't know. I have to wonder if they were like, hmm, Jasmine Rice. That's from that area. Jasmine, that's her name. Because like, o- I have to wonder. The only other thing I could think of is, like, she was associated with Jasmine in the book, like, once. Oh, maybe. Like. That's a lot you- nicer. <laughs> That's the only that gives other... him a lot more credit than my theory. <laughs> I mean, I mean it's sh- probably wrong, but still. I mean, mine's definitely wrong. I mean, shit, for, like, if they went with my idea, they should have named her freaking Couscous, like. Really, yeah, like, well, and I only got that idea because of, and this is going to Narnia, um, Lily Andal, who is the character I love, she's never named in the books. She's only referred to as Ramadu's daughter or Caspian's wife when she mm-hmm. marries him later. It, the filmmakers made her name Lily Andal because she's associated with the Sea of Lilies. Mm, makes sense. Which is why I was like, maybe they did it like that, where she's associated with Jasmine in the... I think, let's just, let's just go with that one because it's a lot nicer than my <laughs> thoughts. True. 
So um, a conflict arises between the sorcerer and Aladdin, each now with a genie, but Aladdin eventually defeats him and later becomes a sultan. And the princess doesn't have really much of a presence at all. She's just there to be married. Um, yeah. And Disney gave her a bigger role and better development and even a bigger role and even better development in the second time they did it. Yeah, I like the second time. Yeah, I like the second one a lot. The dancing yeah. is fantastic. Yeah. Also, Sorry, I was reading my next one besides the next one we're about to get to, but after you do Mulan, who my next one is, mm-hmm. and there's something funny about what her name was in the original tale with me reading it. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. The last the thing next- I want to say. Oh. Sorry, really quick. Last thing. Um, oh my gosh, freaking what's her name? Naomi Scott and yeah. Mina Masood are mwah, 10 out of yeah. 10 in that movie. Same with Will Smith. Perfectly cast. I think yeah. that movie was amazing. 10 that, out of 10. That is probably Love one it. of my favorite of the live action remakes, if not my favorite. Agreed. Agreed. Definitely my favorite. Yeah. Go ahead. Um. So the next one isn't even like really based on a tale. It's based on history. Um, and yeah. Like being Pocahontas, which when yeah. the movie came out. I'm looking because I skipped it. 94? 95. 95. Okay. You're off. I was trying to think of Lion King because I know that it was like A team and B team and everyone that was yeah. on the A team was working on Pocahontas because they thought that yeah. that was going to be the banger. And then yeah. Lion King ended up being the banger of this time. And everybody was like, ah, damn it. Yeah. But Pocahontas um, is so pretty. Yeah. Oh, it's so pretty. But her story, of course, is based on Matoka, who is known as Pocahontas, um, who was of the Powhatan tribe. Um, And according to John Smith, Pocahontas threw herself across his body to protect him from being killed by her people, but there is no actual proof of that that we can find. Mm-hmm. However, what we do know is that she was kidnapped by colonists um, to be ransomed um, for the English prisoners held by her father. Um, mm-hmm. She was then encouraged to convert to Christianity and marry tobacco planter John Rolfe, who is in the sequel, mm-hmm. um, at the age of 17 to 18, and they had a son, Thomas Rolfe. Um, yep. She was presented to English society as an example of the, quote, civilized savage end quote and died of unknown causes at age of 20 to 21 probably influenza yeah or like mumps or measles or you know one of those old versions of diseases they had especially like going from north america to europe to live there yeah yeah it's freaking cold in europe yeah but of course, like, Disney used her story, like, even though, like, nothing is true to the real history. Yeah. I think, I think they used it more for the name than anything else. I, and I think, here's the thing, though. I think they used just as much of the real story as they did from all the other ones. Yeah. 
the only difference is this one's history and the other ones are fairy tales. So it's like, where do we yeah, draw the line? Yeah, because where... like when John Smith was in his 40s when he got to the Americas and she was 12 when he yeah. landed here. Yeah. I mean, they aged him down 12 years. They aged her up 12 years. <laughs> yeah. But like... Because she's 17 the... in the... Oh, in the Disney film. And he's supposed to be like 22 or something yeah. like that. So, like, I don't know. I want Disney to make something true to native mythology. Here's the thing, at least for me, after watching Pocahontas, I loved Pocahontas as a kid. Yeah. After watching it, it inspired me to actually go and read her true. real story. It's same. You know, so it's like, yes, they they did what they did with it. But also for me as a young girl being like, oh, my gosh, now I want to learn her real story and actually yeah. reading about it. I was like, oh, shoot, the movie's not really accurate. Yeah. She was a pretty cool person, though. Yeah. And like I did like countless reports on her and like I did oh, as many same. reports as I possibly could on her in middle school and elementary school. Yeah. But like I did a couple of them, too, about her. Yeah, so, like... But still, I, I would though, like for Disney to make something based on Native stories now. But I don't want it to be, like... I don't want them to tell this story again. No, I don't want them to tell Pocahontas' story. What I no. want them to do is, like, have Native consultants and come up with a story like Moana, where they use yeah. different um, mythologies in it. I think a really good movie that kind of exhibits that same idea is Brother Bear. Yeah. Where, oh, what I, tribe is it with Brother Bear? I don't know, and I don't want to guess just in case I'm wrong. Um, but I, I think, I think like, Brother Bear is a very good example of how to tell a Native American story through like a fantasy fairy tale lens but it's yeah. still staying true to like the culture and the people and like their traditions and their story at least yeah. to a degree you know at least to like an acceptable degree where like native people were like yeah this is good so according to the quick google search i did it's the inuit tribe okay that's exactly what i thought it was but i didn't want to guess and be wrong yeah because, yeah, it's supposed to take place in, like, Northern America, Lower Canada They're in, area. Like, Canada at yeah. Epcot. I, I go off yeah. of where they are based on where they are in Epcot. Um, yeah. For the most part. I mean, like, my understanding is that, like, they kind of traveled between Montana and Canada. Yeah. Right? Those two border each other. Right? I think so. Right? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, my God. People are going to be like, no, it's North Dakota. I'm going to be like, I don't know. I'm looking at a map. Oh, that is not a map. That is... <laughs> it, like, it went to the map and then went hot. No. Um, so... Right now, as of, like, 20... The late 2010s to now... They're in Greenland, Denmark, Canada, and United States, primarily Alaska. There you go. Okay, so between Alaska and Canada. Yeah. Makes um, a lot more sense in Montana. Mostly, like, Quebec 
area. Makes sense. So there you go. But I think that's a I think that's a very good way yeah. to do it. I agree. And Brother Bear is such an underrated movie. I know I said this on the Real Fans episode or the dis- the Disorder episode, but I'm gonna say it again. I think it is so underrated. I freaking love that movie. I could watch it a hundred times. I don't think it gets enough hype. I love that movie. I think we need to see. Uh, I think we need to see. I have a picture of me with. Oh, shit. What's his one name? One of the characters. Because they used Kovu? to have the is that bears. His name? Who? What? I think his name's Kovu. I think it's Kovu and Kenai. Yeah, it's Kovu and Kenai. Kenai's the adult one and Kovu's the kid. Yeah. Also, the music for that film is so good. Oh, oh. Phil Collins. Again. Yeah. Coda and Kenai. Okay. And then the other two brothers are Sitka and Denahi. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then. But the, you know the, what I mean? I would like tribe for like a woman. different tribe. Yeah. Mythology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, but Phil now. Collins has to do the soundtrack again. Yes. No, um, we have to have Phil Collins. Yeah. I mean, I would love to see more, even if it is, like, almost like an animated TV series where they do different, like, let's follow a princess kind of thing. Or, like, That'd short cool. stories with different tribes kind of histories. I like that. That'd be cool. Yeah. So we're going to, I think, I think, I think, do you feel like you've said all you want to say about this yeah. one? Okay. Because yeah. I, I'm yeah, sorry. this one is... No, no, no. I I ranted too. We both did. Yeah. I just I just want to make sure that we got all of our thoughts out because this one's like Pocahontas, we love her and the movie is gorgeous. Yes. But I don't think you can say that it's based off of You can't say that it's based off history in the slightest. No. They used her for her name and that's about it. The idea of it. What? Of Mulan as well? No, for oh, Pocahontas. Oh, Pocahontas. No. Actually, from what I've from what I've heard, Mulan's actually pretty accurate. Yeah, um, like, and the more recent one that came out during the pandemic is actually is like, the most accurate. It's the most accurate. So, yeah, and it's the most accurate, and it's like, like according to the Chinese legend, that's been changed and adapted, like changed yeah. and rewritten, and uh, like Paul slightly. Mulan adjusted over the however many thousand years um so mulan is based mulan the movie came out in 1989 and it is based on the chinese chinese legend of hua mulan and there are many versions like i just said you know it's been shifted and changed you know it it started off as yeah it started off as, like, just, like, a story people told. And, like, yeah. as people tell stories, you know, they change and they alter, you know, as people yeah. remember them differently and blah, blah, blah. So yeah. they all have the same basic premise, which is of a young woman who disguises herself as a man to take her father's place in the army. Uh, fighting yes. the Huns. That's that's always part of it. It's fighting the Huns. Yes. Um, and Mulan spends 12 years in the army and turns down an official post, instead asking for a camel to carry her home. However, in Chu Renhuo's version, titled The Romance of Sui and Tong, Mulan returns to her homeland only to find that her father had died and her mother remarried, 
and the Khan had summoned her to become his concubine. Ah! Yeah. So Mulan then kills herself and leaves a letter to her fiancé. It's like, I love you, but I'm dying. I'm dead. Bye. Yeah. I don't want to be a concubine, so bye. Yeah. Mm. Yikes. But, yeah. Mulan is, like, the first, the first, like, real, like, badass Mm -hmm. that we see. I mean, Pocahontas quite a bit, but I feel like Mulan was the first one where she, it was, like, the pinpoint of her story was that she was fighting these people and, like, doing a good thing for her dad. And, like, the romance was, like, on the back burner. Yeah. Also, we get the gift that is Mushu in this movie, so. True. Also, Cricket. I love Cricket. Have you seen that one video? I will have to send it to you if you haven't. It's these, like, kids um, in some town in China, and they performed the Honor to Us All thing, and it is the cutest thing. Like, they fully reenacted every scene from it, like, perfectly, and there was a little girl who was the grandma, and it's the cutest thing. I am dead. No, my favorite. Eight to ten. Oh my god, please send this to me. We're gonna link this. Yes. So the next one, it came out in 2010, I believe. Yes, it did. Yes. Um, is Princess and the Frog, which we've talked about a lot recently on the channel because or on yes. the podcast. 2009, I'm sorry. 2009. I know it was like two or three years before Tangled. Yeah. Because Tangled, and Tangled was 2010. Oh, 2010. Tangled's 2010. One oh, right wow. after the other. Okay. I thought it was 2010-2012, not... Mm-mm. Um, Merida's 2012. That's fine. Um, so, Miss Tiana and the Princess and the Frog is loosely based on the novel The Frog Princess by Edie Baker, which in turn is based on the fairy tale The Frog Prince by the Brothers Grimm. Another mention of the Brothers Grimm, because they wrote everything. They even wrote, like, Pinocchio. They did. They wrote everything. The first, like, 30 Disney movies are Brothers Grimm. Are all based on Brothers Grimm. Anything from before, like, 1960. Well, everything... When did The First Lady and the Tramp come out? Because I know that that was uh, original. Like, late 50s. Okay. Maybe early 60s. Okay. So the movie is nothing like the original novel and only takes the concept of a female protagonist who kisses a prince um, turned into a frog with the intention of reversing the spell. Lady the Tramp is 55, sorry. Okay. But in the film, of course, the princess also turns into, or the female protagonist also turns into a frog herself. Um, in the novel, however, the lead character is Princess Emma, um, niece of Gracina, I'm gonna guess is her name. That seems close. That's what I would have guessed. What other, what else would it be? Gracina? 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 Sure. I don't know. Gracina sounds better. Gracina actually sounds like a name. Gracina sounds just like a sad grass substitute. (laughs) Yes. Um, the current green witch. After a lot of trouble to find the witch who cursed the prince, whose name is Edric, 
Christina um, helps them retrieve Emma's cursed reversal bracelet, which was stolen by an otter. What? And the two... Wait, what? And the two kiss in order to break the curse. I don't think that that's supposed to be frogs, because she doesn't turn it into a frog in this one. No. The otter turns out to be Christina's old lover, cursed by her witch mother. And Emma what and Edric convince their respective parents that they found their true lover. Um, the Grimm's version, however, has the princess befriending the frog, which in the original version has his curse broken when the princess throws him against the wall. But in the oh modern version, this was changed to a kiss. So Brothers Grimm was just like, <laughs> in the original, he was like, ooh, you have to kiss me. And she was like, ah, threw him against a wall. And then he was like, ha I'm a human again. Ha ha. And she's like, oh, now I'll kiss you. Okay. Yeah. I mean, isn't that basically what Tiana does? Well, kind of. She she smashes like, him with a book. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then she, like, peels him off the book. And then he's, like, magically fine somehow. I don't know. Yeah. Also, in this one, Prince Naveen is from Maldonia, which I believe we're supposed to assume is, like, some sort of South Asian country. It's South Asian. Yeah. A lot of people have been talking about that on the side of TikTok I'm on now. Yeah, same. Especially after the Funko Pop thing. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to move on to another Brothers Grimm fairy tale. Also, yeah. my yeah. girl. I love how this ended up happening, where we got to cover our t- our favorite right? girls without, like, doing two Planning in a row. It? Yep. Let's go. So, Tangled. Like I said, another Brothers Grimm story. Um, but it was titled Rapunzel, which is just mm-hmm. her name. So, like, they were just... This is what Disney was in their adjective phase. Yes. Because tangled, it was tangled, brave, brave, frozen. Yeah. So, yeah, this was their adjective phase. Um, so, <laughs> tangled is uh, a little... Hmm, how do I want to put this? It's a lot different. Yeah. And the original story, I actually really like. Honestly, same. I think it's actually kind of cool. It's also the main plot of Into the Woods. Into the Woods. So, if you've seen that movie, you know the story. Uh, Let's go. So, in it, a pregnant woman experiences cravings of Rapunzel. Also, really quick, I used to read this original story a lot. Not like the one where she's like, not like the one at the end, but like the one where it's like the mom is pregnant and she wants the Rapunzel. And so it's, it's a it type of lettuce. Rapunz- yeah. I was about to say, isn't it like cabbage? Yeah. Or cabbage or something. And so the husband climbs over the wall and goes and picks him out of the witch's garden. And then the witch catches him. And she's like, hmm, you're stealing my, my cabbage and my greens. Greens, greens, nothing but greens, parsley, pepper, cabbages, oh, and celery, and the, the name Rapunzel is, um, is the girl's name meaning Rampion. Hmm. Which Rampion is in that rap. Uh, rap. Yeah. Oh, it's like a flower. Oh, okay. Which makes sense about the golden flower. Okay. It's a purple flower. I see flower. it now. Hold on. Your it's a purple flower. 
that is exactly what I would expect a Rapunzel flower to look like. Yeah. That really is a Rapunzel flower, the, the dangly one. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's funny. Okay. So anyway, so the witch catches the husband, like I said, stealing like her greens and like her veggies. And she says, fine, you can take it back to your wife. But she wants the baby in exchange for her things, which like at that case, at that point, just take them out of your pockets, leave them there and go. <laughs> like, 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 no. Um, so she went to market the next day. Yeah. Like, just go to the market. Um, but no, he says, okay. And so he goes back home and <laughs> he gives it to the wife. And then he has to tell the wife, oh, yeah, by the way, we have to give the witch next door our baby. And, like, I, I can't imagine that went over well. But anyway. No. Um, so, right, the, the witch names her Rapunzel yeah. because of the lettuce that the, guy, that the dad stole for the mom. And locks her in a tower. In this one, it's as soon as she turns 12, um, visiting her and standing beneath the tower, calling Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your hair. Um, and, you know, then she climbs up the hair and you're like, wow, how is that possible? But OK. Um, so a prince riding through the forest then hears her beautiful singing voice and frequently begins to visit. Um, the witch eventually finds out and casts Rapunzel out into the wilderness and cuts her hair off. Yes. Um, so meanwhile... Uh, she confronts the prince with the hair from the tower, right? She's holding the hair out of the window and she's like, oh, my prince, my prince, come. And so he starts climbing up the hair just like before and she drops it and he falls into these like rose bushes and he's blind. Mm -hmm. Oh, also, I forgot to mention, Rapunzel's pregnant with twins. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) he's blind. Um, She has these two babies now. And um, he eventually finds her in the forest because of, I don't know, I can't remember how, like, he hears her singing voice. Yeah. It's not really mentioned, but, like, like yeah, like, he hears her crying or her singing and, like, recognizes her. And then she's like, I know that in Into the Woods it's her, like, tears. Yeah, that heal him. Well, no, that, like, her weeps that he hears to stumble upon her again. Yeah, but she also heals him with her tears, which is, yeah. like, where the idea for the healing tears in the movie comes from. Yeah. But, like, I don't actually know. Oh, yes, it does. Okay, the tears do restore his sight in the Grimm story, too. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So she has no hair, basically. She has two babies. And uh, he's, like, kind of mauled from these rose bushes, apparently. But, like, I don't know. I'm like, how can rose bushes be that, like... I don't know. That's 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 like the one thing. I the witch, fine. <laughs> Rose bushes, that's where you get me. Yeah. Climbing up somebody's hair, okay, whatever. Mm, that's the one thing that catches me. Yeah. Also, in the movie, he's played by uh what's his name? Zachary Levi. Yeah. So, no, that's Flynn Rider, not oh, Flynn Rider, in you. Into the Woods, the blonde guy. Oh, I, I forget, but he's playing Joker right now in a podcast, like, origin story of it with Christina Ricci playing Harley Quinn. Oh, my God, what the frick is his name? Because I was talking to Kara about it because I was like. Oh, yeah, because she was telling me about this, like, audio, like audiobook kind of, like, podcasting that's on Spotify about Batman stuff. 
And the same people are making a podcast thing about Harley Quinn's origin story. And he is the Joker in it. It was Billy ba- Magnuson. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And Chris Pine played Cinderella's Prince. Yeah. And Billy Magnuson was in something else that I was like, it's the same. Oh, he was in Aladdin. He was the white guy in Aladdin, the new one. Yes. Yes. He was freaking, what's his name? The knockoff um, Prince Ahmed. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Him. <laughs> so, yeah. That's her story. I actually, believe it or not, I actually kind of really like this story. Yeah. I actually think it's kind of cool. But, like, in, like, a dark, kind of mysterious, cool way. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) Um, so the last one is, of course, Frozen, which came out in, what, 2013? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, and it is by Hans Christian Andersen, as we said, and I guess I'll do my, like, little fun fact before we get into, like, what kind of inspired it, which, if you hear Hans Christian Andersen, there are four Frozen characters whose names come from it. It's Hans, Kristoff, Anna, Sven. Yeah, and if you say him fast, it sounds the Hans same. Christoph, <laughs> Hans Kristoff, Anasen. Yeah. Sure. Um... But if you have seen, oh, I think it was season four or five of Once Upon a Time, they used the plot of the Snow Queen, which is the original story that Frozen is, like, very, very, very loosely based off of. Very loosely. As, like, the overarching storyline. Yeah. Um, and the original tale is told in seven parts. And Jesus! It, yeah. And it depicts the story of two young children, Kai and Gerda. Gerda becomes Anna, of course, in this version. Um, or in the Frozen version. Um, who find their innocence and friendship put to the test after a mysterious visit from the story's um, ice-hearted monarch, who is the villain of the story, who is mm-hmm. who Elsa became. Um, and they keep Anna slash Gerda's like journey to the snow queen's castle intact but it drastically changes like many of the original story's subplots um the snow queen begins with the devil disguised as an evil troll who creates a mirror that distorts reality and later shatters into fragments of ice that plunge into the eyes and hearts of people jesus christ which they use in once upon a time nice to know they kept the troll thing yeah (laughs) um in once upon a time they have like the the whole curse of that arc like for Mm -hmm. the frozen arc was the snow queen curse that's kind of cool and they and their aunt who also has ice powers uses it on anna to capture elsa to like be like you see elsa your sister did the same thing my sisters did to me they betrayed me uh, just like Anna did to you, but she's really using like this distortion, like make her evil thing. That's weird. And then they do it to the full town, and the only people that are like unaffected is Emma Swan, Elsa, and Anna because Anna's already been through it once. Of course. Well, because this is getting off a little tangent, but their aunt Ingrid 
had two sisters and she was trying to make Elsa and Emma who didn't believe like that they belonged in their families because powers and like differences because of powers they were like we'll she was like we'll be sisters now everyone will just like turn against each other Ooh. yeah I like that arc for different reasons than the actual curse parts I like who plays Anna. I don't even know her name. And her Kristoff and her have great chemistry, the two of them did. That's always good. Yeah. I do like seeing them in the parks. I th- like. I feel like they usually are pretty good in the parks. Yeah, have you seen that one cruise line video of like her showing off the engagement ring and him being like, oh, thanks. Like. Yeah, that's cute. So cute. Um, but anyway... Kai is struck by these ice fragments, which turn him cold and distant towards Gerda and makes him susceptible to the Snow Queen's persuasion. And although Kai um, is eventually saved from the ice that infects his heart, upon, um, or Kai is eventually saved. I think I, when it was, I copied it over, it was comparing Frozen to the Snow Queen, so I think it was talking about Anna and Kai. Yeah. Um, so, Kai is eventually saved from the ice. Um, upon seeing her friend numb and near death, Gerda cries hot tears onto Kai, which melts the ice lodged in his heart and free him from the Snow Queen's enchantment. And by the end, Gerda and Elsa kind of discover that they had, like, life-saving graces all along. So they kind of split her between the two. Yeah. And also, there's a really bad animated... I forget what studio, but I had to make sure it wasn't just a fever dream of mine. But some random studio in, like, 2012, it looks like, made the Snow Queen into a movie. And their whole marketing was, like, based based on the true story that Frozen was made out of. That's cute. That's funny. Um, WizArt Animation was the name of the studio. Put that link in there, too. Yeah. I remember watching it once because I was, like, confused when I saw it. But it came out the same year, or the year before Frozen, and they kind of, like, found out that Disney was making it. So then they were like, okay, we're gonna, like... Oh, in the U.S. it was, um, released in 2013. So they were probably like, okay, let's like try to get this American audience to see this before. Probably. They see Frozen. Is anyone of note in this film? No. I'm looking I at this doubt it. No. No one. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> but it is like s- such a fever dream. Honestly, Gerda kind of looks like Omega. Like, the hair. It's the hair, I think. Hmm. But, yeah. But, yeah. And then Frozen turned into... Well, Frozen. Yeah. And now it's, like, the biggest mega mini empire Disney owns. Yeah. Amongst all of the little girls. Mm Mm-hmm. It's also... It's also one of the first Disney tales where, actually it's the only one, where the main 
character doesn't find romance. Yeah. Well, one of them. Well, um, yeah. The other one. And does she also twice. is the only person to become a queen. Yeah. In her main movie. True, so, like, because like we get other ones that like become queens later on. But like that's because they got married, married. but we don't actually see them as queen. Right? Like, yeah. we have Frozen 2, which is also, like, a part of this now. <laughs> yeah. It's not like the straight-to-DVD sequels. Straight-to-DVD sequels don't really count. Okay, so, <laughs> moving on. Um, the Oscars are coming up. Yeah. And uh, for this week's fandom news, we're just going to go through the nominations for this yeah, year. Yeah, especially because we're going to record again, like, later on this week. So, like... Yeah. I didn't want to... We're recording in two days. Yeah. So, I figured we would just go through all the Oscar nominations. Yeah. So, we got a lot. Also, my goal is to watch some of these, because I have seen none. I haven't seen any of them that are nominated for Best Picture this year. I've seen not a one. Yeah. So my friend yeah. keeps on telling me to watch one of them. So same. Same. I wonder Is if it it's everything the same everywhere one. all at once. No, it's Elvis. Oh. Uh, my friend's I'm a huge also... Elvis fan and mm. she keeps on yelling me to watch it. And I'm like, You haven't seen any of the Spider Man MCU films. So come uh, at me when you've watched those. Yeah. Good. Call. I love you, Kristen. Uh. It's Kristen? It's Kristen. <laughs> girlfriend she's only seen the first one. Oh, girl no. she and i are gonna go well i'm gonna go over to her and her husband's apartment and we're gonna watch them all because i found out with my amazon student prime membership i get all the spider-man films yes so that'll soon be solved once midterms are done like in the next two weeks yay but anyway um, the movies nominated for Best Picture are All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar The Way of Water, The Banshees of Inisherin, oh. Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, another movie people have been telling me to watch, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, That's Triangle. another one. Yeah. Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking. What I've heard about the Fablemans is it's like an auto, it's almost like a biography by Sondheim about his life, but he uses oh, different names. Cool. That's kind of cool. Yeah. The movie's nominated for Best Director are... Or not Sondheim. Are... Spielberg. Oh, that makes a lot more sense. I was like, that, That's okay. definitely what I meant. <laughs> it... <clears throat> Sorry, I found Snow Queen free on YouTube. She found it, you guys. She found it. Um, movies nominated for best director. Are, watch now. We're gonna put this in our in our like links, and it, all of a sudden it's gonna be like, why? After all these years, are all of a sudden are we getting all these random hits? What the heck is it going on? It has ninety six thousand likes on YouTube. <laughs> More people remember this movie besides me. I feel validated. There we go. Emma's validated. So the movies nominated for Best Director are Martin McDonough for The Banshees of Inshirin, um, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinhart for Everything Everywhere All at Once, Steven Spielberg for The Fablemans, 
Todd Field for Tar, and Ruben Ostlad for Triangle of Sadness. The move, um, I definitely did not change things after the movies nominated, so I almost messed that up. Um, the people nominated for Best Actor are Austin Butler for Elvis, Colin Farrell for The Banshees of Inchirin, Brendan Fraser for The Whale, Paul Mescal for After Sun, and Bill Nye for Living. That definitely, oh my gosh, that is definitely Bill Nye. Yeah. I thought I said Bill Knight, and I was like, um, I don't think it's Bill Nye the science guy. Like, no, it's not Bill Nye the science guy. No, it's Rufus Scrimger, I'm pretty sure, is who he played in Harry Potter. Of course he did. And I'm I just here did Harry Potter like, trivia, and I got one question wrong, and I'm still mad. Of course I'm over here thinking it's like, Bill, 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 No, because Bill, that's Bill, N-Y-E. Bill. Not yeah, N-I-T-H-Y. this is N I G H Y. Yeah, the guy in Love Actually. There's in a Love lot Actually. of guys in Love Actually. Okay, well, he's in Love Actually, so I just want to ask that. <laughs> Who is he okay. in Love Actually? Huh? He's Billy Mack in Love Actually. I don't know which one that is. I've seen that movie all of two times. I don't remember anybody's name. He's also Davy Jones in Pirates of the Caribbean and Rufus Scrimger uh, in Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. Okay. Now I have some context. Got it. So, movies nominated for Best Actress, or excuse me, people nominated for Best Actress are <laughs> Kate Blanchett for Tar, Anna de Armas for Blonde. Ooh, I heard that one was good, too. Um... Andrea Roseborough for To Leslie, Michelle Williams for The Fablemans, Leah Yeo for Everything Everywhere All at Once. I thought it was Michelle Yeo. What did I say? Leah. Shit, sorry. Michelle Yeo for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Which I'm pretty sure she's in, um... Crazy Rich Asians. Besides that. Uh, Shang-Chi. Never mind, I'm thinking of someone else. I'm thinking of the supporting actress nominee for from that movie, or one of the two. Oh. Isn't Michelle Yeoh in Crazy Rich Asians, though? Yeah, she is, and she's also in Shang-Chi, and she'll be in the Wicked movie. Yeah. She's the aunt in Crazy Rich Asians. Or, no, in Shang-Chi, she's the aunt. Yeah, she's in Crazy Rich Asians, in... she's the mom. Yeah. Yeah. And then she'll be Madame Morrible in the Wicked movie. Yeah. Um... So, the actors nominated for Best Supporting Actor are Brendan Gleeson um, for The Banshees of Inishirin, Brian Tyree Henry from, um, for Causeway, Jude Hirsch for Fablemans, Barry Pogan for Banshees of Inishirin, and Kiha Quinn for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Um... The actresses for nominated for Best Supporting Actress are Angela Bassett for Black Panther Wakanda. Let me try that whole thing again. Okay. The people nominated for Best Supporting Actress are Angela Bassett for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Well deserved. Yes. Um, Hong Chow for The Whale. Carrie Condon for The Banshees of Inshirin. 
Jamie Lee Curtis for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Again, deserved. Yeah. At least from what I've seen. <laughs> yeah. At least from what I've seen, everybody's like, oh my god, yes, Jamie Lee Curtis. And then um, Stephanie Sue for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Which she's the one I was thinking of. She was in Be More Chill on Broadway and Off-Broadway, and she's also in Marvelous Miss Maisel. Ah. She's, oh! She's the girlfriend. Yes. Joel's girlfriend, May. Yeah. Yeah. Which, that was her first, like, filmed role that wasn't, like, on stage. Yeah. She's good. I like her. Yeah. I do, too. Congratulations. Yeah, um, good for her. So, the movies and um, writers nominated for Best Writing Adapted Screenplay are Edward Berger, Leslie Patterson, and... Ian Stokel for All Quiet on the Western Front. Ryan Johnson for Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery. Zhao Ishiguro for Living. Um, Aaron Kruger, Eric Warren Singer, and Christopher McQuarrie. Um, story by Peter Craig and Justin Marks for Top Gun Maverick. And Sarah Poli for Women Talking. The movies nominated for Best Writing Original Screenplay are Martin McDonough for The Banshees of Sharon, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinhardt for Everything Everywhere All at Once, Steven Spielberg and Tony Kushner for The Fablemans, Todd Field for Tar, and Ruben Ostlund for Triangle of Sadness. The movies nominated for Best Animated Feature are Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, The Sea Beast, and Turning Red. I didn't know Marcel the Shell was nominated. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't see that. Have There's you only... seen this guy? He's so cute. I have only seen one of the films on this list, and it's the Disney one. Turning Red. Yeah, it's the Look only Disney guy. one on this list. Hold on, what? hold on, hold on. I'm showing you. Hold on. Okay, I just allowed you. <gasps> I've seen Look! it. I haven't watched it yet. He's so cute. I didn't okay. know you got nominated. Go, Marcel. <laughs> now I really want him to win. <laughs> I feel like it's either going to go to the Pinocchio or um, Turning Red. Oh, you know it is. I just... So or Puss in Boots. I feel like Puss in Boots, like, everyone's been talking about recently. Honestly, it's probably just our generation because of the nostalgia. True. Like, like, <laughs> Jenny Slate was in it, or part of it. Okay. Cute. I just, oh, I love this little guy. But I so feel like much. it's going to be turning red. Yeah, you're probably right. Disney always sweeps. Yeah. Well, they made this category after Beauty and the, because of Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I mean, Beauty and the Beast was up against Silence of the Lambs. Let's be honest here. Yeah. I mean, Anthony Hopkins versus Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> True. 
I mean, you can't compare Silence of the Lambs to Beauty and the Beast. They're, like, incomparable. They're so vastly different. Yeah. Sorry, B-roll went off, like, 30 minutes ago, so I'm gonna do that now. Okay, it's blurry. Okay. Um... (laughs) There we go. The movies nominated for Best International Feature Film are All Quiet on the Western Front, Argentina 1985, Close, EO, and The Quiet Girl. The movies nominated for Best Documentary Feature are All That Breathes, All the Beauty and the Bloodshed, Fire of Love, A House Made of Splinters, and Navalny. The movies nominated for Best Film Editing are... Um, Mikhail E.G. Nelson for The Banshees of Insurance. Um, Matt Villa and Jonathan Redmond for Elvis. Paul Rogers for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Monica Willie for Tar. Eddie Hamilton for Top Gun Maverick. Um, The movies nominated for Best Cinematography are James Friend for All Quiet on the Western Front. Darius... Kanji, Bardo, um, False Chronicle of a Handful of Truths, Mandy Walker, Elvis, um, Roger Deakins for Empire of Light, and Florian Hoffmeister for Tar. The movies nominated for Best Costume Design are Mary Zofris for Babylon, Ruth E. Carter for Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. I want her to win. Um, Uh, Same. Catherine Martin for Elvis, Shirley Kutara for Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Jenny Beaven for Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. Let's be honest, it's going to either go to Black Panther or Elvis. Oh, yeah. Because they like to do it for the historical films. Yeah. I really wanted to go to Wakanda Forever, though. The costumes Same. are immaculate. Everything yeah. Angela Bassett wears, I'm like, if it wasn't cultural want- appropriation, if I could wear that, I would wear it. Yeah. Um, the movies nominated for best makeup and hairstyling are Heike Merker and Linda Eisenhomerova. For Thank All you Quiet. for not giving me that one. Yeah. <laughs> All Quiet on the Western Front. Naomi Doan, Mike Mariano, and Mike Fontaine for The Batman. Camille Friend and Joel Harlow for Black Panther Wakanda Forever, also deserved. Uh-huh. Uh, Mark Kohler, Jason Bard, and Aldo Signorati for Elvis. And Adrian Morat, Judy Chen, and Anne-Marie Bradley for The Whale. The Which, movie's not... Have you heard anything about The Whale? Because I know that What's-Her-Face from Stranger Things is in it, the redhead. Sadie Sink? Yeah, um, no, I've heard nothing. Okay. I forget the plot, but I've read it once, and I was like, interesting. I don't know if I'd go out of my way to see this. Yeah. I know people who, like, as soon as they come out, they start watching every single movie, and I'm like, this is a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, movies nominated for Best Production Design are Christian M. Goldbeck and Ernstine Hipper for All Quiet on the Western Front. Dylan Cole, Ben Proctor, and Vanessa Cole for Avatar The Way of Water. 
Florencia Martin and Anthony Carlino for Babylon, Catherine Martin, Karen Murphy, and Bev Dunn for Elvis, Rick Carter, and Karen O'Hara for The Fablemans. The movies nominated for Best Music Original Song are Applause from Tell It Like a Woman, Music and Lyrics by Dan Warren, Hold My Hand from Top Gun Maverick, Music and Lyrics by Lady Gaga and Blood Pop, Lift Me Up from Black Panther Wakanda Forever, Music and Lyrics by Thames, Rihanna, Ryan Coogler, and Ludwig Goranson. And that song is the reason why Rihanna's performing at the Super Bowl this year. Really? I, I have no idea, but in my opinion, it is. Did you see that there's a mom whose sons are on op- the opposite teams playing at the Super Bowl this year? So there's yes! a petition going out for her to To have her do the coin flip, yes. Um, Natu Natu from RRR, music by M.M. Kuravani and lyrics by Chan Robos. And This Is Life from Everything Everywhere All at Once, music by Ryan Lott, David Bryant, David Byrne, and Metsky, lyrics by Ryan Lott. Honestly... I don't think Hold My Hand should have been the choice for Top Gun Maverick. No. I think I Ain't Worried is like much more popular. Yeah. And it's and a sometimes better like, song. Yeah. And sometimes the hand. studio is like, let's do this song. Yeah. When it's not even like the real big one. I mean, I think back to Encanto and it being surface pressure and not. Dos um, don't talk about Bruno. Oh, that too. Or it was just a. Yeah, it was that it one. It was those sort of that. Yeah, it wasn't surface pressure. It was that one over. We don't talk about Bruno. Which like nobody could have the known. studios choose. Yeah, but they choose way in advance. They don't really yeah. know. They just kind of guess. Yeah. So like that's like the story with Encanto. I remember reading about it. It's like they said that like this is what we thought. This is like the m- most well composed song out of it and this is like the most competitive song yeah as far as popularity goes bruno beat it out by a long shot yeah. because it's a it's a fun song versus you know a really sad song song did you watch the encanto concert yes and why is everybody in costume except for luisa i don't know also the creepy donkeys donkeys I was creeped out by them, and no one was talking about how creepy they were, and I thought I was overreacting. I could not stop laughing. I didn't think they were creepy. I just thought it was a little ridiculous. No, I thought they were real creepy. I hated them. (laughs) I skipped through most of that song because (laughs) I hated the donkeys. (coughs) And then they came back with stupid, like, birds and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, no, I don't like this. (laughs) The movies nominated for Best Music, Original Score, are uh, Volker Bartleman for All Quiet on the Western Front, Justin Hurwitz for Babylon, Carter Burwell for The Banshees of Sharon, Sun Lux for Everything Everywhere All at Once, and John Williams for The Fablemans. Yeah. The movies nominated for Best Sound are Victor Prazel, Frank Cruz, Marcus Stemler, Lars Ginzel, and Stefan um, Court for All Quiet on the Western Front, Julian 
Howarth, Gwendolyn Yates Whittle, Jake Bernstein, Christopher Boys, Gary Summers, and Michael Hedges for Avatar The Way of the Water, um, Stuart Wilson, William Files, Douglas Murray, and Andy Nelson for The Batman. Honestly, out of all of these, I kind of hope The Batman wins this one. Hmm. Um, David Lee, um, Wayne Pashley, Andy Nielsen, and Michael Keller for Elvis, and Mark Wengarden, um, James H. Mather, Al Nelson, Chris Burden, and Mark Taylor for Top Gun Maverick. The movies nominated for Best Visual Effects are Frank Petzold, Victor Muller, Marcus Frank, and Jamil, Camille Jafar for All Quiet on the Western Front, Joe Letary, Richard Banham, Eric Sandin, and Daniel Barrett for Avatar The Way of Water, Dan Lemon, Russell Earl, Anders Leglands, and Dominic Tui for The Batman, Jeffrey Bonham, Craig Hammock, R. Christopher White, and Dan Studick for Black Panther Wakanda Forever, Ryan Tudhope, Seth Hill, Brian Lidston, and Scott R. Fisher for Top Gun Maverick. I think they should hire us. Two of those with water. Huh? It's going to one of the two with water, so Black Panther or Avatar. Yeah, probably. I think I think they should hire us to do the readings. Yes. I think yes, we should read it. the nominees like on the Oscars. They'll be like, and for the category of da 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 da, like that should be us. Yes, I think we're really good and, at this. Um, nominations for best animated short film are the boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse, the flying sailor. Ice Merchants, My Year of Dicks, and An Ostrich Told Me the World is Fake, and I Think I Believe It. The movies nominated for Best Live Action Short Film are An Irish Goodbye, Ivalu, Le Pupil, Night Ride, and The Red Suitcase. The movies nominated for Best Documentary Short Film are The Elephant Whisperers, Paul Lott, how do you measure a year? The Martha Mitchell effect and Stranger at the Gate. I know how you measure a year. In 525,600 minutes. We did different parts of that song. Same song, different verses, different sections. Yeah. yeah. Shall we so, get yeah. into the outro? Yeah. I mean, I mean, do you have anything else to say about the Oscars? Because I sure don't. I haven't seen any of these movies except for one <laughs> i've seen the batman i've seen black panther wakanda forever that's it <laughs> for me and Just that um one. turning red yep you you got one up on me i got two up on you because i've seen the batman oh yeah you got two <laughs> yep so i don't know i have literally yeah. zero opinions <laughs> yeah i I liked Turning Red. I don't know if it should be the one that wins, but I think it's going to be the one that wins. Probably. Everything I've said, everything I've seen says it's like so revolutionary and blah, blah, blah. So breaks the Disney mold or whatever. It was the um, the director's first film. Yeah. She had only get, been given one project beforehand with Disney, and that was that little bow short. I loved that one. Yeah, she she's the director behind that. And then Everybody they're like after that one. 
yeah, they were like, after that bow short that everyone loves, you get a feature film now. That's a big jump. Yeah. <laughs> but that's pretty much what happened with her. Um, I like the Batman. But that's it. <laughs> for the, like, I think if we're going to judge it on, like, the categories it is in, it's not going to win any of them besides maybe Best Sound. Because the sound design was crazy for that. Probably. I believe that. I don't know. I just think Wakanda should win everything that is nominated for that movie was fantastic. I yeah. loved that movie. Which, um, they were not nominated for Best Sound. Best movie. So. I know. And they weren't nominated for Best Picture, which I was like, what? <laughs> so you have seen Black Panther Wakanda forever. Yeah. That end credit scene, though. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> okay. Shall we see them in the outro? Yeah. Since it is 12.30 my time? Yeah, let's let you go to bed. Yeah. That'd be cool. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Fanfits House. We are a proud part of the Real Fans Podcast Network. That's right, and if you'd like to check out more shows on the network, you can find them at rf4rm.com. So next week, we will be talking about both versions of Lady and the Tramp, the 1950s and then the 2019 version um, for a very special like Valentine's Day episode. Remember to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And subscribe to us on YouTube. Please leave us a review and comment down below to tell us what you thought of the show. And remember to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at FamFatalesPod for the latest updates. Now, Emma. Where can the people find you on social media? So my Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter are all at Sniffy Emma, which is S-N-I-P-P-Y-E-M-M-A. What about you, Gab? I'm at Gabby Gent on pretty much everything. That's going to be G-A-B-Y-J-E-N-T. Our editing is by the wonderful Carol Entmeyer. And as always, thanks for tuning in. Bye! Bye. These are questions of Jennifer.